Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is um, Shir regarding Rosh Hashanah. I want to wish you all a good year, a wonderful year. Last year, when I spoke before Rosh Hashanah, I encouraged couples to renew their marriage by making a Shana Rishayna type of a year, even though they may have been married already for many years, decade, decades even, and to join that Panimi group, husband and the men's and the wife and the women's, to enforce that and to grow. So for those of you who did it and want to extend it, that's a beautiful thing to do. For those who did not and want to start now, really highly encouraged to join. Uh, you can WhatsApp me if you wish to join the Panimi groups. I can send you the podcasts of the prior shiurim. There's a lot of exercises and how to work with that. But this year I'm going to talk about something that Rav Pam talked about, about the new year, about how to enhance life in this upcoming year, in every new year, with a hischachas, with a special simcha. I'm going to put here a picture, a banner actually from Camp Tervadas that a friend of mine drew of Rav Pam. And... I'm going to here talk about one of the things that he said. He talked about in Parshas Hazinu, which is normally read Shabbos Tshuva. This year it will be read Shabbos Tshuva as well. And the Eirechayim brings a concept here about that. On the Pasuk, Like gentle raindrops on veget- vegetation and like the pelting raindrops on blades of grass. And he brings a Medrash the Erechayim that says, person after leaving the, his life, if they learn Chumash, he'll be asked, why didn't you learn Mishnah? If you learn Mishnah, why didn't you learn Gemara? If you learn Gemara, why didn't you learn the more difficult parts of Taira? If you finish Tereshavah Peh, why didn't you go into the Kabbalah or hidden things? Or why didn't you study Maisim or Kava, and so on and so forth. But together with this, the Medrash is teaching us a lesson. Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba Betrunya Im Habriyos. A person, Hashem does not demand something that's impossible or extremely unrealistic from people. What Hashem asks are things that are doable. There's a famous mimer that the fifth Lubavitch Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashab, said, in the early years that he was Rebbe in Simchas that left a tremendous Roshim. And his son said it again as well. Hashem does not demand impossible things from people. If a person, for example, in his limited capacity studied only Chumash, he won't be punished for not learning Kabbalah. No. He'll be asked why then you try the next level, Mishnayis. That is within his reach. And then when he reaches Mishnayis, why not strive for Gemara, and so on and so forth. Which means Hashem gives us the capacity to go a little beyond what we have right now. We use X amount of our brain power, or whatever it is, we could go to the next level. That is something that Hashem gives us the ability to do. And on that, we need to follow. Dar Chaim explains this approach 
based on the Pasuk we just said, that Hashem created different types of raindrops to help different types of plant life to grow. Vegetation and herbage needs a soft, gentle drizzle. And you need a drenching rain for grass to thrive. Drizzle alone won't help grass. And heavy downpours will hurt vegetation. So too with the Mayim Chaim of Taira. Every person is given intellectual ability, what he could attain in his portion of Taira. And that accomplishment, each person could fulfill based on his own potential. And this applies to women as well in their learning the things that they can and should learn, halacha and Yerushamayim, and everything else that they do in life, just like men do. So there is a leniency and a stringency with this implication that we just learned just now. Number one, a leniency. A person is not required to attain heights that are beyond his reach. He can't, he or she can't make themselves crazy, can't put excess pressure on themselves to the point where they're just going to bust to expect way beyond they can reach. However, if he has been gifted with a certain potential, a great potential or a smaller potential, whatever that potential is, he's expected to accomplish great things with what he does have. He or she cannot be satisfied with tremendous accomplishments if it's below the person's capability. So everyone needs to really recognize what they could accomplish in life. That's what Pirkei says, everyone will have a din v'cheshven. The Gura explains what is din v'cheshven. Din means judgment for one's actions, whether he did something right or wrong. Cheshven refers to the good that he could have accomplished or she could have accomplished at the same time the sin was committed. So for example, if a person speaks Lashon Hara about his neighbor, so they'll have accountability of Lashon Hara. But that's the din part of it. The cheshman part of it is at the time you were speaking Lashon Hara, you could have been learning Taira. You could have spoken kind words to your neighbor. That loss of mitzvah could have achieved amazing things, and now it did not. I heard once a Taira in, I think it's the Sfas Emes, that that's why by Mitzvah there's two birds that are part of the Kapara. One is a bird that is slaughtered, the bird that is slaughtered, and the blood goes into a vessel, and then you take the, the grass and the cedar, and you s- s- spray it with the, the blood, the whole ceremony. And one is called the live one. You take one live bird and you set it free. So there's a live bird and a dead bird. So Asemah says that the tzipashkuta, the one that was slaughtered, is to forgive on the sin of of evil speech, of Lashon Hara. The lie bird, the representative of that kapara, is to be mechaper on the good words you could have said when you said those negative words. You could have done a tremendous amount of good. The same idea with the Moshe Rabbeinu, as an example, when instead of speaking to the rock that was going to give Klaistral their drinking water, Moshe hit the rock. So he says in Hazinu, because you violated my word and you did not sanctify me. So now as Moshe, number one, violated the command to speak to the rock, 
right? He didn't speak, he hid it. At the same time, the potential for the Kiddush Hashem was lost, that if he would have spoken to the rock, it would have been a tremendous Kiddush Hashem, and Moshe, according to his level, was denied going to Eretz Yisrael. So the idea of the Erechayim and the Vilna Goyen should help us with our Avedis Hashem of this upcoming year as well. Do not be overwhelmed by the task at hand. He, Rapam, always said this, and I heard it from other Rabbanim, almost every sane, normal, healthy Rav. You do not make Kabbalists that are overwhelming, that are beyond our, our ability. You don't, you don't make me, you're not Kabbalist extreme measures in your life, but rather step by step, small incremental improvements. And going up the ladder one rung at a time, slowly. And that is what it is. Rosh Hashanah is a time where, yes, there's tshuva all through Elul, there's tshuva in Naseres made tshuva as well, all the way through Yen Kippur, including the whole Yen Kippur, including Nila and so on. Some of it extends even to Hashanah Rabbah, or Erev Hanukkah even. But Rosh Hashanah, although in the heart there is to be a certain concept of tshuva as always, the main concept of Rosh Hashanah is being makabal oil malchushamayim, to accept the yoke of heaven, to recognize and be proud of the fact that you are a creation of Hashem, the great creator, the infinite creator. And he, by you being born, we said this a few times, birth means Hashem is saying you matter. That is the gift given to you and the privilege of you being alive, serving the living God, serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. That connection of a king, a subject to a king, also a, 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 of, a father, of Inu Malkeinu, we say, in Kevanim, in Kavadim. So there is the fatherly aspect, there's a friend aspect, and there is the king aspect, a creator aspect, and that is really what it is. And people make also a mistake. They think that if you look at yourself as an Eved, as a servant, it's a lower level than a son. Not always true. Yes, in most cases you say, of course that's true. A son is beloved to the father. There's a special loving connection. A servant to a master is not a loving connection. It's more a connection out of a subservience, out of a Kabbalah's oil. But with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's way beyond that. When someone serves HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's with a simcha of the fact that you're serving Hashem. So therefore, by serving Hashem, this Eved, this servant, there is a simcha over the fact that he is or she is deciding, I'm going to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu the way he wants me to, and I'm happy, I'm thrilled about it. That is my privilege. So there is the simcha of Rosh Hashanah which is emphasized in the Pesukim, in Nechemia. Ichlu mashmanim Ichlu mashmanim Shesum Amtakim Again, I'm sorry, I don't have the exact Lushen of the Pasuk, but the idea is, Hashem is saying to rejoice on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, Ichlu mashmanim Shesum Amtakim Eat the fatty, good foods and drink sweet things send presents to those who don't have it, which is interesting that the Shalach Manas, that we have Purim, there's a remiss to it on Rosh Hashanah, 
Because today is a holy day for our Master Hashem. Do not be sad. Because the rejoicing of Hashem, that is our strength. That is our strength. So that is an extremely important concept. To serve Hashem with Simcha, especially on Rosh Hashanah and through the upcoming year. Everyone needs to remember that they themselves, inside themselves, have a spark of warmth and life from Hashem Himself. Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. The candle of Hashem is the soul of a person. True Chelek of Hashem. Which is hard for us to understand, but that is what we need to understand. We are pure in essence. Even if we were covered up with bad habits or bad choices or negative influences that seem to dim that sparkle of our soul. And as we get older, we think there's no more hope or it's not as the way it used to be, but it is not so. No one could extinguish the mission. Each and every soul is uniquely given and gifted to fulfill during their lifetime, no matter what mistakes were made in the past. See Hirsch of Rimenov just before the bracha on wine on the night of Rosh Hashanah he said that people think that returning to the essential core of purity inside oneself is a long and arduous process but that is not the case that is not the case most Mepharshans say it goes on tshuva. It's easy. It's close. It's a lot easier than people think. And that is so important to understand. The gift of Rosh Hashanah. And then ultimately the gift of Yom Kippur. And then the joy of Sukkot. We should merit it all. And remember, do not give up hope on yourselves do not give up hope on your marriages, on your relationships, on whatever you are lacking up to this point in time. Trust Hashem, hope to Hashem, fulfill and recognize your potential, recognize that it's there for the taking, it just has to be uncovered. Each one has a special potential that only they could accomplish, and Hashem wants the Aveda of each and every person Man, woman, and child. Hashem sinachas ruach from all of us. This is Hashem. And thank you for participating in the shiurim and on the tikkun amidas aspects of it, not just the shalom bayis aspects of it, and all aspects that hopefully we'll learn to grow from and to thrive. This is Hashem. Brachanat Slacha and a wonderful year to all of you.